Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. It happens every night And I ain't never met a riverboat dealer That could ever be a friend of mine I have not the Summer heat nope. never treats me kind It leaves trouble on my mind So I'm bidding farewell Putting in my notice And I'll see you at another time This highway Does not know my name And I don't care Nope I no. Heading my way for another place, and I got three good tires and a spare. Right to the hook, right here. Just a white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi with just enough gas to get there. Low budget. Live, not so live for Monday, June the 7th, 2021. And how are we doing out there, you bunch of low lifers? Yes, that's right. If you are new to this program and you find yourself on this YouTube channel, or maybe you stumbled across this on the iTunes or Spotify, Amazon, one of the one of the places that you can find this. This, this program that we call Low Budget Live, sometimes we do it live, sometimes we do it not so live, you are now a lowlifer, so welcome. That's what the listeners refer to themselves as, and we're going to hang out this week at the Bass Master Classic, Fort Worth, Texas, man. I just, uh, it's been a crazy week, like always. My life is, uh, is wild at times, and uh, you know, we run, run, run hard, and, and this week was no exception. Had the awesome MPFL event down in awesome, uh, awesome, awesome uh, Leesburg, Florida. I'm all over the place, man. I'm brain dead. I'm brain dead, y'all. I got, I got in this morning. Uh, I landed in Nashville at 8 a.m. Central Time. I left, I left uh, the hotel I was staying in in Leesburg at three o'clock my time this morning, and I'm fried. I'm fried, man. But uh, incredible event down at the MPFL, Leesburg, Florida. Congrats to John Hookup Soakup, win number two. Just, man, being a part of this deal has just been so much fun. But busy, busy, busy uh, week down there. A lot of work, like always. A lot of fun to be had with those guys. But uh, hopped on a plane home for a couple days and then on to Texas to hang out with all you lowlifers. So 
Looking forward to seeing everybody out there at the Bassmaster Classic June the 12th. Of course, we're throwing down live at the Library Bar downtown Fort Worth. You're going to want to be there for a low-budget live live. We are going to do this thing right here. i got some special guests coming. And then me and Shannon Wheeler, Mr. Dude Let's Fish, as seen right here on the old laptop. Mr. Dude Let's Fish himself, incredible fiddler, incredible human. We're going to throw down some live music for y'all. So we're going to play... As soon as the podcast is over, start 7 p.m. Library Bar. Y'all come, get in the comments. Get in the comments. Let me know if you're coming. I've already had several of you tell me that, but we're going to kick that thing off for all the low lifers on June the 12th. And I got another deal at the Expo. I'm going to tell you about here in a minute, but plenty of opportunities to be a low lifer out at the Bassmaster Classic. And uh, yeah, I'm just running on fumes. <laughs> Other than that, running on fumes. And my voice is too. I, 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 if you remember last year, Completely shot my voice at the classic from years of playing music, not taking care of my uh, vocal cords like I should have, and a lot of late night smoky bars, drinking whiskey and screaming, uh, you know, bloody murder over a microphone. So, a little worried about it. Not gonna lie, a little little worried um, because trade shows normally do me in without singing and doing podcasts. So this week uh, is going to be interesting. I it was it was weak. Week, 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 all um, through the broadcast. As a matter of fact, our producer, Zach Visser, in my ear for MPFL Live was giving me a super hard time last week because I sounded like Bobby Brady going through puberty. Oh, that was a great fish catch for John Hookup Soakup. But there ain't a lot there. Not a lot there. I'm going to try to take it easy on it the next couple of days, drink a lot of water. And uh, if y'all got any tips for that, hit me up. But, man, I, I've been – I've tried everything. You saw me getting a cough drop there at the first of the show. But – uh just scatterbrained as usual, man. Just just trying to, you know, go from one thing to the next. MPFL was was like I said, such a great event. Had Bradley Hallman there with me, just in the co-host seat, filling in for Double D while Dudley was up at the BPT at Chickamauga. And man, he filled those shoes well. Um, Bradley is a class act, man. And Bradley and I have been friends for a lot of years. We actually we figured it out. Uh, we met for the first time. We've been knowing each other, I guess, ten years. So his last year on the Elite Series, like 2011. Of course, he's trying to fight to get back there now. But he and I have been uh, we've been knowing each other a minute. We we connected years ago over music and different things, and we've been we've been friends ever since. So it was good spending a week with with him and Fat Cat. And uh, going to try to have both those guys on the live live out at, in uh, Fort Worth as well. So it's going to be a good time. I want to thank our fine sponsors before we jump in. This is a big one today. We've got a we got a biggie. We got a fun guest. Got a lot to talk about. I got a lot on my mind today. A lot of things I want to go over here this Monday before the classic man. And uh, you know, got to got to talk about the MPFL a little bit more. Got got some things I want to say about that. Got some things I want to say about uh, a lot of things. So, and we got an incredible guest that is really expecting me to call here in about five minutes. But also, we got a new camera. I'm trying new equipment. I have no idea what this is going to look like, sound like. Uh, I'm trying a lot of new things uh, this week. It's a classic week. It's a Catalina Wine Mixer. You got you to gotta do it. So, I want to thank our fine sponsor, Startron, Star Bright, down there in Florida. Fine, fine folks, bringing you low budget live and kicking ethanol in the teeth for almost four years now. Little dabble, do you? Take care of that ethanol in your weed eater, in Fat Cat Newton's three-wheeler, in your log splitters, as Fat Cat once told us as well. But mainly, you do not want that outboard engine to get gummed up because of stupid, dumb ethanol. 
I say it every week here lately. It's like that weird uncle just comes around. Ethanol, it just sneaks in there. Just sneaks in there. Shows up at the barbecue. You're like, who, who invited who invited him? Who invited him? A little ethanol, get him out of there. So nothing ruins a great day on the water like an outboard engine that don't run. So you're going to want to get you some Startron. This bottle right here treats 256 gallons. You guys are tagging me up and you're shaking your Startron videos all the time on the IG. Keep doing that. I'll keep sharing them. We appreciate the folks at Startron. They were big at Low Budget Live Live last year, but they are not attending the Classic this year. Unfortunately, Danny Beard and uh, Gregor, the whole crew, they're not going to be there. They're not going to be in Tejas with us. But uh, And I'm very disappointed by that because those, those are my dudes there. But uh, huge thanks to Sims Fishing Products, the fine people at Sims. Another company that I'm not sure I'm going to get to see it at the Classic as well. That's going to be kind of a, an interesting thing to see who's there and, and, uh, and who's not, to say the least, with all the COVID craziness and restrictions that some companies have and some don't. But uh, Sims Fishing Products making – Things to keep you dry on the water, keep you warm on the water, keep the sun off your ears, keep the sun off your arms, keep you from getting skin care. I mean, just the fight against this brutal sun down there in Florida, man. I, I ain't going to lie. You boy, this is this is gold bond season. You know, this is this is, when you're a big guy, this is a gold bond season. You're going to be sweating, so you need you some lightweight gear. And I was definitely wearing that down in Florida. I love those uh, solar solar flex, those those sun shirts, the hooded sun shirts. I'm digging those, the sun pants, man. And, of course, the pro-dry rain suit. Had to wear that just about every afternoon down there in Florida because it rains like crazy. But the folks at Sims would like for me to remind you you can get one life. Fish it well. Pro Guide batteries. The folks at Pro Guide powering that Express X21 this year with the 31 AGMs. Loving those batteries. You can get your own using code LBL10. And I, we may have sold them out, folks. We may have sold out the farm on those. You, you guys and gals out there have been ordering up them Pro Guide batteries. But last but not least, right here, hang the banner. Hang the damn, hang the damn champions banner. Because if you, it's like I, I said this to Clay Connor from Express yesterday afternoon, he's leaned up against John Hookup Soakup's boat down there. If you ain't in the damn Express, you ain't winning this year. Holy crap, man. They, they, they just, they're, they are the boat company in the game this year, man. They have, they are on a hot streak. It's awesome to see. I'm, I'm proud that they are the official boat of Low Budget Live and the Traveling Circus, man, that X-21. Loving that thing. John Hookup Soakup, win number two out of one. Of course, Jason Christie, of course. Caleb Summerall's having an incredible year. Of course, Bill Lowen gets a win in one. Awesome, awesome times around Express. And I want to tell you guys once again that on June the 12th, there's a lot of talk about the library bar and grill. And that that's the that's like the R-rated show that night, right? Like we're gonna throw down, we're gonna have some adult beverages, we're gonna, we're gonna fellowship with one another. But during the day, if you got your kids at the classic, it's a it's a kid-friendly affair. During the day, you wanna hang out, you wanna see a low-budget live live go down the express boats booth 1 p.m. on June the 12th. If you're at the expo there at the Will Rogers Center in Fort Worth. John us. Come John us. There, it's a star-studded lineup that we're going to be talking with on a low-budget live live. We're going to be broadcasting out to the crowd. We're going to be streaming it right here. It's going to be a good time. So make sure you're around. But Express Boats, they've been building excitement since 1966. And I did tell them they need to change that slogan to Express Boats. If you're not in one, 
we're beating your ass. <laughs> because this year, buddy, they get they get the dubs. They get the dubs. So Express Boat's the official boat. Bell Bill. All right, I got just a couple minutes before I got to jump in to our guest because he is always running a million miles an hour, and we're very lucky to have him today. Uh, he reached out to me, wanted to come on the podcast. He's got some, got some just uh, like industry things he wants to talk about. Got some, uh, you know, it's classic week. This guy loves the classic for obvious reasons. And he's a staple in the uh, in the bass master world, and we're gonna we're gonna jump in with an interview right out of the giddy here in, a, in just a couple minutes. I'm gonna make sure he's good. So go here, real fast, like. And I'm excited, man. That nervous energy. I I've been a train wreck all show so far, but uh, uh, and I'm not gonna lie, I just woke up. You know, got here, got back home at like 10 this morning, crashed my tired butt back into bed, slept for a few hours, and then uh, came out to do some low-budget live. So we, we got an LBL on Monday, man. That's, that's, that's what we do. That's what we do out here at the Bar and Grill, the LBL Bar and Grill. But uh, Classic Week, Fort Worth, Texas. Be sure, if you're anywhere near there, come come out, man. I th- I'm anxious to see what the crowds are going to be like and – and uh, a lot of things, and I'm going to get into that. I'm going to get into a lot of the things that I'm, I'm anxious to see, kind of how it uh, how it shakes out. So our guest today is a recurring guest, to say the very least, on LBL. He is one of my dearest friends in the fishing world and in real life. <laughs> Outside of all this, he's a he's a guy that I, I think the world of. Not only do we hang the banner, we hang his jersey here, his AOY winning jersey right here in the LBL Bar Grill. And that is the man, the myth, the legend, the G-Man, Gerald Swinnell. We're going to see if we can get him on the phone right now for a little LBL. And you never know. He may answer, he may not. He, he knew we were doing it, but you never know. Your call has been forwarded to so, an automated voice messaging system. Take back everything I said Two, that he was a friend. Zero, five, six, zero, Let's leave him an ugly message. His nine, voice mailbox is probably full. Is not available. You know what I just did? Screwed that up. Got to take that out. Let Gerald's stuff get out on the air. Had to edit that clip out. Had to go in and find that and edit that out. If you heard a little glitch... Let Gerald's number get out on the air. Would not have been good. I mean. Okay. Screwed that up. Waiting on G to call us back. We'll see if he does. I'm going to jump into some other stuff while we are waiting on him. We are all over the place today. Up, up, up. Darkness. Are you there, Darkness. Hey, I got you there now, Darkness, on Low Budget Live. What about it, Low Budget? 
Hey, I'm going to be honest with you. I called and was going to leave you a voicemail, and I may or may not have recorded your phone number, but I'm going to edit it out. <laughs> <laughs> because I, I I literally I panicked too When you go back And watch this episode You're going to go Oh man my man was sweating Because I was like I realized it about the time That it went out So we're not live Not so live this week Thank God Or your phone You might get a lot of calls At the classic this week if that Hey This is Hey this is Donnie I heard Got your number from Luke I get them anyway Oh I, I do too I get enough of them Random just People like, hey, you don't remember me? It's red light. And I'm like, oh, you know, I got your I number know. from your brother. Yeah, <laughs> I got buddy you. might used to have your phone number passed down to him. I thought I'd holler at you. Little tr- uh, little Trey gave me your number at the tackle store. <laughs> yeah, I know, like kid. How would your tournament go? Everything good? That was good, buddy. We had a we had a two time winner, John Hookup Sokup. He won the second out of the three tournaments. The man is on fire. And uh, he is having a year, then he's having a year, buddy. He's a he's a freak, man. He's one of those guys that just you know them, they're special, like you know what I'm saying. You just watch them fish, you're like, Yep, yep. I had Bradley Holman in studio with me, and Bradley was like, This guy right here, he's known him for years in Oklahoma. And he said, Man, this is like his coming out party. He said, We've all known what this boy's been about for years, he said, but. Now he's finally got a chance to kind of go out there on a national trail and and uh, and show it. So, yeah, it was awesome. And me and O'Hallman, you know, we didn't have no we didn't have no liquor drinks at night or nothing like no, that. We didn't have a good about time. Old time. No, not at all. We didn't talk music. You know how Hallman is. We had, we had a big time, buddy. Did you uh, did you have fun at the top one hundred? The ABT. It was fun, but I couldn't believe the ass whooping I took. I mean, I thought it was <laughs> tough. Like we caught a bunch offshore. When I fished two and a half days, never caught one over three and a half pounds offshore, and I kept thinking, I still don't think there's a whole lot of biggest left in there. I really don't, but I got in a guy at 26 pounds. I'm like, it's my ass, son. I missed it somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there ain't no telling where you missed it with that bunch. There ain't no telling. Well, that. I mean, I figured they caught them to eat, but there was still a lot of them catching shallow. They still had, we had a big mayfly hatch, and I knew it two or three days. Like on Wednesday evening, they started hatching mayflies that night. And the next morning, it got worse. The next morning, I'm like, yeah, we finna get you finna get 14 pounds shallow by a frog, and that's what a lot of them did. They just throw a frog all day. Why do you think? Do you do you think those mayfly fish? Do we've seen this several times in big tournaments? And this is not even what we're going to talk about, ladies and gentlemen. But this is this is me and Gerald. We random and we, yeah, we cover yeah. and we covering things. Do you think those fish like that on that mayfly hatch are those resident shallow fish that are already up there? Or does something tell them that that's going down and then they find that? Because they do disappear and go to that when that goes down. I've seen them do it up here at on two different occasions. They'll get things, you know, things on here, they always get right. And then you will have a late, uh, uh, the brim will bed late in May, like at the very end of May, the mm-hmm. moon hit, and dude, they'll leave overnight. Like, you'll go out there one day and wreck them. And the next day, you can't find one on the graph. You'll be messing with buttons, sensitivity settings. You'll think the contrast is off. They leave. <laughs> All right. And then I've seen it on the Mayfly hatch. And I was telling Ron, now the boy I'm fishing with him, and I'm out there, and I said, there. I said, I think what happens is when them, when them Mayflies start hatching out of that mud and start rising, I think them, it puts off so much smell and fish realize what's going on. Wow. Okay. You know, because that, that, they come from the bottom of the lake. It's got to be something, so right? Feed. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, it's the smell or sea, and they start feeding on the lava coming up. And then as it hits the surface, 
everything goes south. No You'll doubt. See catfish and I'm, yeah, it just really it changes. And I, the resident fish, I, I don't think it has any effect on them. In other words, the fish is already up there. They just say, "Hey, there's mayflies." I see them. Take advantage fish, of I think it. They can move. They can move from the mouth of the creek two points back to a deep bank where the mayflies are crawling in just that quick, and they'll just be gone. So, makes no sense. Yeah. You know, I think it's, I don't think it's any different if you look at it like deer hunting. When a deer, when a white oak start dropping, they'll quit eating corn overnight. Mm-hmm. Just won't ever touch it again. All right, what makes that deer do that? He knows that Mother right. Nature's not going to provide that diet for so many days. They're so opportunists. They move it up. They're opportunists. They know this is coming And it has an effect on it, you know, especially if it hits at the right time. Yeah, and it just did. It, it moved us a little bit. You know, you know what when you're doing it. I'm out there fishing. I look down, seeing all the mayflies. I turn around. I said, "Oh, Lord Jesus!" We, <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> well, I said, "No, we committed." I mean, I'm not changing. So I'm gonna fish deep. That's what I come here to do. And that's just me being hard headed. And it was one deep, but there, there wasn't many big. There was. It seemed like we found the two or three schools we caught probably forty keepers yesterday. The one wow. Found, the DT20, DT10, new DT8. You catch, I do thirteen seven, all twins, dude. You know, so what do you do? What do you think about that DT eight? They slid that one in on. Oh, Ike posted about it on his Instagram the other day, and I said, uh huh, uh huh. I, yeah, and I'm not so sure he had a supposed to post it yet. <laughs> I think he might have. I think he might have prematurely detonated. Hey, a spoiler alert, huh? <laughs> yeah, because everybody's like, everybody's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know how they do on TikTok with that? Whoa, whoa, whoa. We ain't just gonna roll through this now. Whoa, 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 whoa. Because it was gone, and I'm like, hey, I think we're supposed to keep that quiet for a little bit. But yes. The DTA is coming out, and it's it's pretty sweet. What I like about it is on ten pound line, the DTA to run about twelve foot. Wow. Okay. It can run a little deeper than what they figured. The body size is still a six. They just t- changed the angle of the build, extended it a little bit. Froze like an absolute rock. So me and Ryan was catching them on ten foot in ten foot of water down on top of hard flats. Okay. Burning a DTA. That's cool. You know, just a smaller bait choice. And stuff like that. And I, that's when he told me. That was his first time, and I didn't have many. So I'm like, I'm letting you tie them determined. I'm like, Luke, I'm going to have to have proof of insurance. I'm going to have to have driver's license number. And every time we'd hang it up, I'd be like, whoa, 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 whoa. Go, go easy, go easy. If you lose it, your son's going to have to come yeah. work in my garden for two or three weeks. Because yeah. <laughs> I think it's going to be one of the base when we get up north, you're going to see guys cranking St. Lawrence River with it. They're going to crank over Champlain with it. It runs. You know, a bait that size and run 10 foot deep is exactly what some smallmouth want. That's and good. it's got those really good colors. Yeah, I, I, there's a lake, uh, G, that I like to fish called Pickwick. And, uh, yeah, and they're going to like that there. <laughs> they're going to really gonna like love it. it. Yeah, they're going to love it in about March. <laughs> 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 I'm just hoping that I got a, a, a brother can hook another brother up with, a, with some I, of I them. Try to have some of them. Yeah, yeah I, I, even yeah. I got, I, I'll, I'll do whatever I got to do to get them. I'm like that Dave Chappelle. <laughs> I'll do some pretty for a couple of DTAs. Yeah, yeah, ain't no doubt. Yeah, he's, I ain't too You'll proud. You'll probably find a flower bed. Yeah. That, that white pattern, you know, you got one of them DTAs. 
Y'all, <laughs> y'all need me to weed eat again, Uncle G? <laughs> yeah. Listen, I came by just to check on yours for the seventh yeah. time today. You got any of them root beer, root beer crawls yeah. in that DTA? You ain't, surely ain't got that new crawfish color crawl in that DTA because I'm up for some sketchy stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Well, I'll be working on your deer leases. I ain't no telling what I'll do for a DTA, yeah. man. Yeah, I'm going to tell you, I think it's going to be a big player for that line up there because it marks. I mean, you know, a lot of times oh, yeah, on Fish River, man. they don't like that's right. No, I, well, the six is already so good, and I throw the ten a bunch. But sometimes I do feel like the body size is just that little bit big. You get big bites on it, but sometimes you don't get the number. On you know, it just depends on the day. Depends on the day. Yeah, but I feel the like DTA, that. What I feel like is the le- it's the least hanging of the entire DT. Oh wow! Line. Okay. Because the angle of the field, the way it angles down more, it runs a little bit more head nose forward heavy. So, like, on rocks, I filmed with it back in the spring up on a uh, Nickajack, and it was pretty lights out, like, for not hanging in the rocks. And I told them, and after two hours, I told them, because at the end, they show up to film, and like, hey, we got one. Like, it's like Ooh. the Pope. We got <laughs> and we're going to film. And I'm like, <laughs> And you giving it to so, me. Let's go to the riffraff. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, I'm beating it around. I'm like, guys, I'll give you this. It don't hang. You know, and that's, that's, cool. that's a plus. For rip wrap springtime fishing, because a lot of them baits you catch them when you get on rocks that hang like crazy. Ain't no doubt about you that. Know, yeah, you, and, and that, that drives you nuts. You up there digging digging out of rocks more. <laughs> like, I know I am a lot more than you are, but uh, well, dude. Oh God! I mean, we uh, so so far, ladies and gentlemen, if you're keeping up, we've covered mayflies, DT, all kind <laughs> of stuff. We we the Pope. Co- the Pope. We're covering a lot of things, but we it's classic week. It's classic oh, yeah. week, and, uh, I, man, I've been all over the place with this whole show before you got on there. I gave you number out on the air. i got to go back and edit that later. So if y'all hearing this now, you're going to be like, damn, where was this number? You ain't getting it. Trust me, I'm going to block it out. I'm going to put the cussing beep over you. think, what did Luke say? Well, that was G's number being beeped out because I, I fell asleep. I got home at like 8 this morning from the Harris chain. I flew out from freaking Orlando this morning in there with all the snot-nosed kids. Like yeah, yeah, it's terrible, dude. Terrible. Me and Hallman <laughs> was roaming through there looking like the walking dead this morning at like 5.30. What did you think about that airport? Let me ask you a question. <laughs> dude, don't guy. get me started on that airport. <laughs> I mean, I flew to Cancun the other day. And by the time I got there, my wife still ain't let me make videos about it, but I want to. <laughs> you realize just how ignorant people can be. Oh, oh, don't get and me going. And most of the people that work there. Yes, million percent. Million Leanne percent. Leanne and I go to check in luggage, flying to Cancun. And they're like, Mr. and Ms. Plunder, how y'all doing? Said, how you doing? Good. Like, Where y'all going? Cancun. Can you put your bags up here? Yep. I put my her bag up there. Well, it's 49. I put my bag up there, which has some of her content for anybody y'all get on me in the show. <laughs> you knew so you. we got one away 49, one away 51. The lady says, sir, you're going to have to take something out of this bag and put it to that bag because 50 pounds a bag is all we allow. And I say, <laughs> 49 and 51, is that 100? You said, I went to county school, but hang on a second. <laughs> And I'm looking at this woman, and she's got this look like, this is life or death. So I have to take something out of one bag and put it to the other. And I'm looking at her going, well, Mr. and Ms. Swindle. Now, people's like, I know what they're going to say. Well, it's, uh, they can't pick up more than 50 pounds. No, she had my credit card and was more willing to charge me $50 for that one pound. 
But I'm looking at her going, is 49 and 51, is that different than 51 and 49? <laughs> so you think to yourself, you think that's how they're, 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 they're thinking. I'm thinking you're a married couple, going to the same location, you're allowed 50 pounds of bags, your two bags together total 100 pounds. What's Common sense is dead, baby. It's dead. I'm it's like about listen, stone graveyard. Dead. Yes, and ain't coming back no more because I. Uh, and I, oh, I, Lord. I they're gone. I walked on the plane in Birmingham. <laughs> I wear my mask. Everybody's got on the mask. This woman picks me out out of all the people entering the plane, and I walked on it. She says, "Sir, do you have another mask?" And I'm like confused. I'm like, "No, I got my mask on." She said, "That mask ain't gonna work." Has to be double. I go back and say, what? and I'm like, I don't understand what she's talking about. The God's honest truth, the lady beside me, seat one to my left, was wearing the exact same mask. <laughs> there was two men in front of me wearing a sun buff, which is just one lady. Yeah, it's super thin. Yeah. I'm the only person on the plane. She said, you're going to have to change your mask. So my wife gets out a medical mask. I put it on. I'm sleeping. He's sitting there. The lady comes back in and wakes me up, tells my wife to push my mask up one quarter of an inch higher on my nose. <laughs> my nostrils was covered. You couldn't see nothing because Leanne was confused. She's looking there like, what do you want me to do? I woke up. She says, she wants you to push your mask up a quarter of an inch. She never said nothing else to anybody on that plane. I never said a word to her. I don't know what. I said, maybe somebody tall and good looking broke her heart. I don't know. Maybe she hates bass fishermen. But that woman hated me from the time I walked on that plane. Of course, when we landed in Cancun, I hear that somebody's went quite crazy on the flight. Whoop the flight attendant. And agonizing about a mask. And I told my wife, I said, there's the problem in the world today. It's her stipulation of a mask was different than what yeah. United's was. Yeah. All right. And then in the airport, they just tell you to wear a mask. They don't tell you it has to be triple layered anti inflammatory. It just says a mask. So you put your mask on, but one lady on a plane decides that your mask is not good enough. So if she starts singing you out, you're like, what did I do? No doubt. So I, get, I tell Ann, I sit in there, wonder why people dread fly. Oh, it's, it's as bad as it's ever been, man. And, and I know. Listen, we've all been through crap with, this, with the COVID deal and, and all that, and I get it, and everybody's handling it different. But it's just another – I feel like – you know how it is in security anyways, right? Like they always want yeah. to shake you down for whatever. Most airports, I feel like they treat you like, you know, you didn't just buy a $700 plane ticket when you're coming right. through security. And I know they deal with a lot of crap. Dealing with the public can suck. There's no doubt about it. But this is just like another layer – of crap they can yell about, I feel like. Yep. And what kills me is you walk through the damn airport and they're like, six feet apart in security, six feet, social distance. And then they'll sit you and Aunt Laureen <laughs> that shouldn't be just buying one seat. They'll sit right in the middle between you and somebody else hacking and coughing, even though she got her mask on. I'm like, no, wait a second. You yelled at me 10 minutes ago because you thought I was too close to the fellow in front of me when I was taking my computer out of my bag. But now you can, just because we filling up every seat, this woman can sit in my lap. Dude, it's crazy. Yeah. Like, none of We're it makes sense. Three and a half inches apart. Yes. 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 When you see Dr. Fauci's email, now it says the mask don't even help. You listen to that <laughs> boy, didn't we waste a bunch of time? And yeah. if you can smell a fart through a pair of colorings, that bias ain't going to stop no bias. 
You come on, I'm just going to get some red nut knowledge to you. <laughs> if you can hot box a Toyota Tundra through a full file shirt and draw, that mask ain't really what I think <laughs> saved my life. I think more people watching their bare hands are probably helping. Yeah, yeah. You know, oh, my God, man. Like, and then everything's electronic. Like, there's no waiters. There's no waiters. So That's right. You order everything to get away from the human touch. Yep. It's not. It's not like, good, man. I just and want I, a cheeseburger. I don't want to log in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't want to text you my order. I would just like to tell you I'd like a cheeseburger. That's, that's yeah. Because I might, you know, and I don't know, dude. Like when you fly, you look around, and I think to myself, where in where in the world are we going? Like, yeah, I agree. I had that all yeah, human interaction. I had that There's same no thing. Yep. No hellos. Right. Yep. There's yep. no come up to your table. How y'all doing? Did you have a good trip? They say, sir, we're not allowed to wait on the table. We want you to do it electronically, and we'll bring you your food. So here's my question to the low-budget life people. You ready for this? low life. If I come sit on. down, if I sit down, and I have to find my glasses because I can't see the commode when I'm sitting on it now, and I have to find there and find my cheeseburger, and I have to punch in my address and all that, and I order my cheeseburger, I pay with my credit card, and I ain't talking to anybody. I wipe my own table off. And then they bring me my food. And then they ask me, him and my, like, when your ticket comes up, it says 15% gratuity. Do I tip <laughs> myself? Because I done the work. <laughs> That's what I say about the self-checkout at the damn grocery store. Son, I didn't come up here and put in an application to ring myself up to scan these dang groceries. I ain't good at it. That ain't what that ain't, I mean, what, that ain't in my skill set. It's not. I, I've told him at Walmart, I don't mind them self-checkout, but I'd like one of them pretty little blue aprons y'all got on. <laughs> yeah. I, you know? Yeah, I, I'm with you, man. And I, I thought that so this I, morning. I'm dead serious about that. Like, when does this stop? They still want gratuity. Hey, and I'm, and trust me, I'm a tipper. If somebody waits on my table and doesn't like that, I'm a, I'm a big time. I love tipping. It's what people do. But I'm like, you're asking the customer to do all the work. Yeah. But yet, at the end of the meal, you expect to have a big tip. It's funny, man. It it the the communication part of it, and like you're saying, a smile, and not, and I do think you know, obviously, we'll get away from masks. I, I hope I say that. I'm like, that's another thing I got. Like down in Florida, Alabama, Tennessee, a lot of places are like this. When I'm on my way to the airport, I can go in literally anywhere, and ain't nobody got a mask on. I get to that airport door, and they're like, hey, 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 hey. Mask up, dude. You know, you leave it in Florida same way, man. Nobody's got one on anywhere you go. It's just it, it's it's just everybody's, you know, pulling in different directions, man. But like I thought this morning I had my AirPods in, I had my mask on, and listening to music, I ain't saying nothing to nobody. Because dude, it's so hard to talk through them things anyway. You know what I mean? Like you sitting next right, to right. a guy on a plane. Normally, I'd strike up a conversation. I like I like to learn about folks and what they got going on. But crap, you can't. Like, I just feel like, oh, that's a waste yeah. of time. So I just get in my own little world, listen to a podcast, listen to some music, and go back to Nashville. But, uh, yeah, man, it's uh, it's interesting. There's lots of things going on. You reached out to me the other day. You, Me and you, we, we have a lot of what I'd call back porch conversations, Steve, where it's like we, we, solve, we solve all the problems of the world all the time. Me and you can solve windows all up, the windows down. Yes. Get in the truck, roll the windows up, and let's just stop. Yes. We, we, me and you solve. Now, nobody – now, we'd like to point this out. Like We should have said this at the first of this call. Nobody's listening to us to change anything. Nobody ever calls Gerald or me and says, hey, won't y'all fix all this COVID crisis? And Nobody cares. 
Nobody cares. They ain't, they ain't listening. But y'all lowlifers out there listening today. But there are things changing, you feel like, in the sport of bass fishing. You and I talk about it a lot. I feel like they're changing. And and some of those changes, like, we're going to see this week, man. What, what do you think? And we're going to get into a couple things here. But what do you think this week's going to be like? We got a BPT going on right now, right? Got all them boys fishing yep. BPT. Then there's an FLW fall. There's going to be a lot of faces, I, I think, for the first time that aren't at the Classic, don't you think? Yeah, there's going to be. You know, last year, uh, a lot of guys that that fish MLF did, didn't didn't appear at the Classic. They right. feel like they don't need to go, and you know, that's everybody has their their way of looking at that. But still, I have sponsors, and even when I was fishing MLF, I still went to the Classic because I'm obligated to my sponsors. Yeah, you know, that's it's just a, what we what we do, and I think this year it's going to be really different. The fans are going to be surprised at how many people probably don't go. You know, whether it's COVID or whether it's their decision, but like we got so many tournaments going on. I can never remember this many tournaments Holy going on at the same cow, time as the, as the class. Yep, that's right. That's right. Now, I know I know the schedule got flipped. Right, classic date did move. Got moved, yep, so it did get it, moved. It got moved, but I think it's going to be a little different. You know, fishing is just changing. There's so many tournaments every week. You know, there's so many things happening in the fishing world. It's moving so fast now that a lot of times I come home and sit back, and I'm just like trying to take it in. And I'm thinking maybe it's because I'm 50. You know, maybe I have a different perspective at 50 than I do than I did at 30. But God, there's some stuff changing. To the, some to the good, some I think not so much to the good. <laughs> you know, just weird stuff. Just you know, you see things uh, from the business standpoint from in sponsor relationship to angler relationships to people seeking out money seeking out sponsors everything is wide of uh bass is what people think they have to have done in life to establish a sponsor what they need to what their value really is to what they can do for a sponsor to how they approach a sponsor you know where's their loyalty are they going to stay and then we have the sponsor that uses the word loyalty, hold somebody's mm-hmm. feet to the fire who's worth more than they're probably paying them but don't want to lose them. And every time something comes up, they hit them with the loyalty word. Yeah. You know, yeah. so you see a lot of this jockeying in the business. And, you know, over the last 20-something years of it, I, you know, when I first started, I thought the loyalty was what you did. And I'm still that guy. Loyal to the fault. You know, like Zoom bait coming anyway, and I don't care. I've turned down... Berkeley and Pratco and all these other deals, plastic. I'm not going to do it. I'm, I'm a Zoom guy for life, and they're loyal for life. But I had other companies that I thought were the same way and then have 18 or 20 years of service with them and then decide to either close the doors or sell the company and leave or get rid of you and never even send you an email or a thank you <laughs> or nothing. Just pretty much, well, we hired a new marketing guy, fresh out of college. He's in charge. He don't care if you've been here 18 years. Yep. He comes in, he goes, if a budget, we're paying this guy, get rid of it. So who's wrong and who's right? That guy don't know that you were with that company for 18 years and what all you did for them to help you and go no into work. He doesn't care. So where do you mix in loyalty? Should you be loyal to a fault or should you just be a realist to say, hey, all good things must come to an end? And you're working for people. And that was one of the things that hurt me is I worked for two or three people that I thought, the world of, and my misconception was, I thought they thought the world of me. Yeah. And then when it comes right down to it, 
they don't like they walk out after 20 years and never even said thank you gone yeah nothing you realize uh-oh i was a blind fool mm-hmm. and had you know so and we're seeing a lot of that in this industry right now right because these bigger companies crazy. coming in buying in the smaller companies like these private equity companies and some of the companies that were already big are buying up the smaller ones and the guy that you've dealt with for 20 years is no longer there. They buy him out and he retire. I mean, it's it's insane what we're seeing, man. All right, but then how do you teach your son about fishing? How do I teach my nephew Trey? The way I approach sponsorship and my success in business has been different because I relied on that loyalty deal. It had helped me some. And relationships. Life. Relationships. Right, but I could, I can look at, honestly, could look at Trey and say this either way and think I was right. That, hey, don't be loyal to anybody, bro. Yeah. And you'll be fine. Or say, son, my mom and daddy taught me to be loyal. I'm teaching you to be loyal. It's going to cost you a lot of money before it's over. But in in reality, in life, it's the right thing to do. How do you do that? How do That's you tricky now, man. Because uh, if a business, the only thing I've ever seen, if a business is family-owned, family ran that loyalty is there i do think it goes both ways if this business is super super commercially ran owned by investors owned by stockholders bro you are like a hooker with a 50 percent off sale on you screwed because they don't care if you slept in 300 airport floors to go make shows they don't care it's a number on a spreadsheet son you got it. And when they hire a new guy and they sell that company out, they're cutting costs at all costs That's right. to make it look more profitable so they can flip it again. That's right. So what do you have in the middle of that? You have a guy with a fishing dream in the middle of it. Now, yep. companies pay me. You make good, you know, you make a living off different sponsors, but it's the emotional part of that of being right, being loyal, being faithful. And, and the older I got, I'm thinking, God, sometimes I just wish I would have done, done it different. But that. You know, on the water is the same way. You know, what what do you, what the etiquette you see on the water now that you're, you know, and I don't know, is it as bad on the trail that you're working with? Is it I'm seeing on every other level? Yeah. But what about water etiquette? What, yeah. Where is that? <laughs> Man, I, I don't know when it changed. I, I blame I blame professional fishing for the on the water etiquette. I do. I bl- I blame that, and I blame generational differences for that uh, because when you were coming up. And and I'm younger than you, but when I was coming up, like, dude, if I pulled in on somebody, my dad was with me, he's like, what are you doing? You know, if there's somebody sitting on a point, like, we we going to stop half a mile from them and idle and go around them real slow so we don't wash them out. You know what I mean? Like, we yep. times were different, dude. And uh, But I think once I think the pro stuff, the first time I remember it really being, like, super public – the guys were sharing spots. We were like the Iconelli Van Dam thing at Chickamauga, right? You are not part yep. of the community. That whole deal. I think once once people started seeing that pros, and 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 look, when uh, pros are fishing for a hundred thousand dollars, now this doesn't make it right. What I'm fixing to say doesn't make coming in on a guy right or wrong. A lot of times they work it out because they're like, hey, we're out here for the same thing. We're trying to win money, feed our family. Come on in here, let's share these fish. And there, there can be an advantage to that. Sometimes you might keep other people from coming in, whatever. But when right. guys started fishing rub rail to rub rail on camera, I think it made the younger generation and the general public that might just be getting into fishing or whatever think that that's just how it's done and that's what you do. Because, like I said, growing up on the Tennessee River, just like you, 
If there was a boat on a ledge spot, an offshore spot, and you wanted to be on it, you didn't pull in there while he was there because you'd probably lose your teeth and get your ass whipped at the ramp when you got back. And, and let me tell you, that's 90% of what's wrong with what we see is there's no consequences to anyone's actions. Yes, actually, I would agree Actually, if you're the guy on camera that's innocent and someone pulls it on you and you say something, guess what? You're the bad You're guy. You're now the bad guy. Yep, million percent. Well, it's a free lake. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, it's a free country, but you can't sleep with my wife. <laughs> that's, that's exactly you know, right. A, I'm in public grocery store, but I don't ram your cart every time I round a corner. Why? It's just a little etiquette. <laughs> Even though it might be fun. But, Let's be honest. That right, might be fun. I, I've told him this before. I said, you want to take bass fishing ratings to an all-time high? I can do it in one day. I just simply go in and take out the no-fighting rule. Period. Yep. <laughs> you pull in on him, you want to fish on top of Big Bradley Hallman? Good. Yeah. Good luck. The ratings fix to go up. Yep. That's right. Be like hockey. You know, right. There's no consequences. That's yep. really what you see. That's you right. You can fish where you want. You can touch rub rail to rub rail. Boat Everybody number doesn't it. matter anymore. Not to cut you off, boat. but boat number, boat draw doesn't matter. You can be the last guy in the flight and you're like, I'm still going to go in there. I hear it all the time. Heard it when I was yeah, on tour. I don't tour. care how many people's there. I'm, I'm coming in there. On top I'm coming in there. The, and used so, to, you're like, golly, I got a bad draw, man. I ain't going to be able to get on my spot. Well, now that there are a certain group of guys, they don't care. They're coming. Dude, I've seen it in the elites. There's guys that I didn't know when I got here, and they are not happy unless they pull in front of <laughs> and, and I'm looking at them going, really? This time? So, so what you get now is do I – change my approach all right so say this couple of guys have cut you off all year and you get to an area that they're good at and all of a sudden you see them on the juice <laughs> okay if i pull in on top of them and the fans are watching they're gonna say well, swindle ain't no different what he's talking about on the That's phone right. you, you don't know how many times he's touched me in my woody wood <laughs> i owe him See, you race people like you. I was telling a young angler that in an elite series. Me and Carl Jockerson have this conversation. I said, Carl, my deal is I've learned the hard way. You race people the way they want to be raised. Yeah. If the people fishing around me are respectful, then I'm going to always be respectful to them, period. But I said, if people continuously cut me off, I'm going to play the game by their rules. Then. It's kinda... And I said, I hate that because it makes me look like a prick. And I'm not. I don't want to do that. I'm the world's worst Luke, not to want to fish around nobody. And yeah, me too. Yeah. a lot. Yeah. Because I just don't want to go get in a crowd. I just mm -hmm. don't want to do it. You know, and, I, and I'm seeing it on high school levels. Like, I, I got a buddy, several buddies that they, they take their kids fishing right. high school. And they said, dude, it's insane. I he hear said, they'll that. pull in, and the captain will be telling them, just get on in there and touch the boat. Pull right in there on. I've heard, yeah. I hear a lot of those horror stories. All right. So it, you get high school, and then where you get in college. <laughs> a lot of the same <laughs> same thing and, and there's no there's no etiquette there's no loyalty which you know and this this one's going to be different so and i'm sure somebody's going to like me or you one up on this but i'm going to say this probably be me but go start, ahead. <laughs> i'm going to say this before i start i don't have anything against college fishing i repeat I think college fishing is a good thing for the sport. Gerald Swindle does not have anything against college fishing. I have things against what I see college anglers do, okay? Big difference. And this is something that I struggled with. How long ago was it when the Auburn fishing team got banned? 
their school. What they did they do? They told them they couldn't fish, right? Yeah, they did something that broke COVID protocols, fished the tournament, Auburn banned them, and then the whole fishing world backed them and got a petition going. And, and, and... there was several key elite guys mm-hmm. no that doubt. made videos. Yep. Chat, really scolding the school yep. and putting a lot of public pressure on And what happened? They reinstated them, right? So now they're back fishing. That's okay. Right. So everybody, everybody follow me up to here. We get to Gunnersville, Fast Masters Elite Series. Day one of practice. Day two of practice. Day three of practice. Day one of the tournament. Day two of the tournament. Let's go and get day three. And then on day four, Auburn fishing teams out there the whole time following guys around. Now, let's let this soak in, people. Let's let this soak in. I think they told me they had 12 boats in that tournament. They were there Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday in their rat boats following guys around. Now, they say they wasn't. But if you're on the water at 6 a.m. in the morning on Monday and you're still idling around people at dark, call it what you want. I'm going to call it you hole spotting. Okay, why for a 12, 15 boat tournament on Sunday? Scheduled on top of the Elite Series. (laughs) And guess who you were cutting off? The same guys that went to bat for you. Now, people, let's look back at what I just said, loyalty. You see where I looked at that some time ago? Man, this is ironic. I was one of the guys that made one of those videos, and yet you battled around my boat 32 times in practice. And every time I stop an idol, you go right behind me. And if you watch the Bassmasters live, you'll know that I'm not making this up because you'll hear somebody from Oklahoma say, if that guy comes back, I'm going to get in that ass. <laughs> Guess what kind of boat he was in, folks? <laughs> Wasn't the Bethel University. Yeah. Auburn. Okay. If you watch him close, you'll see one of them pull in right on Zaldane as he's throwing a spoon. When asked about it, one of the kids even said, no, we didn't do that. I'm pretty good. The pros watch me and fished on top of me. <laughs> Folks, you see why sometimes when guys look out there, it's like I kind of have a bad attitude towards, towards college fishing. You, 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 you see what I'm saying? If you could, it, okay, so I can already hear somebody getting the keyboard right now. I will <laughs> that trick by what I'm typing 188 decimals. Man. All Man, caps, baby. They like, all caps and you caps. right He's now, got me son. all caps. Right now, there's going, a fake. A, there's some fake page right now on Instagram that's that's making a meme about you right now, Gerald, because they're too big of a friggin' you know coward to say it to your face, son. But they're making well, them. I, I, <laughs> my deal is, I I understand it's a free life. I understand that. God knows I understand it. And if you don't think I don't come fish with me a day, just like Ryan and I did this last week, and he'll look at me and raise his eyebrows and he said, "Really?" I said, "It's every day, all day, honey, like a holiday. Let's get it." It's a free life. But where's the loyalty that the same people that went to bat for you? You were, you were willing to watch somebody and potentially fish where they're fishing and actually could be fishing there when they come back. Yeah. And they're the same ones that could have very well helped you get back in that boat. Well, and I think, I think that that aside, even the, the loyalty thing or, or you know, I think it's a lesson for young folks that sometimes, like, I don't think they realize 
what you do at that age, and we're all, listen, dude, I did stuff in college and around that age that Lord knows. Trust I, me. Yeah, everybody Trust does. Me. Everybody I've makes mistakes. I've done stuff in a truck stop and touched a mango Mississippi <laughs> right out of high school that I'm ashamed of. So with Johnny McCombs. With Johnny McCombs. Don't get say, Swindle, I can't believe you say that. Tell folks, I've done more stuff wrong than people that can't do yeah. math homework. I get it. But my problem is, and, and, and I don't have anything personally against a particular kid right. or what they're doing. I'm just saying, you see how ironic it is that you yeah. went out on your social platforms and you asked for these people to help you. But yet when you had a chance to give back, you give it in the back door. Yeah. You know, for sure. Do you, you you think it's not distracting? You know, and I, I hey, it, it's a tournament. I said, well, it's a tournament. You didn't win any money. It, it's like, why didn't you just go to uh, Nick and Jack? Yep. Why, why didn't or you Wheeler. go to Wheeler? Yeah, or Wheeler. Why didn't you get together and say, hey, guy? Steve Kennedy and a bunch of them boys made videos to help us. Let's yeah. go to Wheeler. And, and, and just to let y'all know, it wasn't just me. Because what jumped out at me? No, I thought no. I, was just, just... I thought I was just being a crusty old fart, you know, and I'm thinking, really? But I get in the weighing line, and it's anger after anger. It was anger the tall, it was, yes. It was, there was and a lot going, of chatter. What is up with this Auburn rap boats everywhere? Mm-hmm. I was like, bro, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. You know, so that's where I, I really struggle. So I'm telling you people this story, and I know that guy's thinking, well, he's, He's off base. I'm telling you, as as a person in my heart, I struggle with this. Mm-hmm. I really do but, because I'm thinking I would never fish. Look, when you fished FLW, I would have not fished Gunnersville for a million dollars when you come. No, absolutely. I've never been yeah. on the water. You didn't. Yeah. I had a I had a sponsor ask me to be on the water one time to take someone fishing during the Bassmasters Classic that I was not participating in, and I said 100% definitely not going to happen. Right. It ain't going to happen. Because no matter where I pull up, I'm thinking somebody's going to be coming here. And I don't want you to see me in there and that be in your mind that, hey, what in the world is he doing out here? Yeah. So I don't do it. And and I'll give you a prime example. I called Alex Davis. Yes. I said, Alex, did you guide any during the gunner for weeks? He said, no. I said, Alex, don't you make a living guide and make money? Yes. What make do a living? But he said, I don't want to be out there messing with y'all. I said, just get get that clear. You know, just get that clear. Yep. That's right. So he's well, a guy. You know why? Because he knows when he comes here, he's going to want that same respect from Luke Duncan. He's going to want that same respect that's from exactly me right. and Derek Remitz. He don't want guys out there messing with him. That's right. So you look at both sides of the fence. It's a little old school, a little boost school. But how do we change, or are we wrong? I, I don't. See? No, I don't. I don't think we're wrong. I, I do think it's a generational difference. And the biggest thing that, like, the young anglers coming up they live their lives on social media a lot like we do. And I, you know, but that stuff sticks, right? Like it's there forever. You got to be careful because ultimately I feel like if you're a college angler coming up, your goal is to be on one of the professional trails, right? So why would you, you know, do anything to potentially hurt your relationship, future relation, what could be future relationships against the guys that you could be competing against, against guys that you look up to. You know, it's it's amazing, man, the, the things, because you see it all the time. Do you get people that don't agree with you on social media? God knows. I do, too. They, they, they come at you either with fake pages or comments, you know, and they never say this stuff in person um, at all. And, and it's uh, – it's just kind of the way the world right now, man. I, I don't know. I don't know if it uh, – Joe Rogan actually posted something this morning. It was a, it was a cartoon 
uh, of a old man, you know, appears to be sick, but it's a hand-drawn deal, right? You know, cartoon. He's in a hospital bed, and he's hooked up to, uh, you know, oxygen. And it, and it said, basically, I don't think any person on their deathbed is going to look back and say, wow, I wish I would have done more arguing online. <laughs> They're not going to do it. You know what I mean. And and we all get yep. caught up in the in the heat of the moment. And, like, those boys, they probably thought that was the thing to do. Thought they, you know, look, spectator boats are – a huge part of our sport and they're welcome as long as there's that etiquette there's that courtesy and the stories i've heard from that event is very much that that wasn't the case they were coming in fishing behind guys when they were leaving spots that they were idling around guys when they were trying to practice you know and and look if you're going to have a tournament on a on a venue like gunnersville which has a million tournaments all the time we all know that do it the next week do it on monday do it whenever, you know. Don't do it during the Elite. And we, we look, we saw that MPFL this weekend out there. There were two big tournaments, one high school tournament on top of the MPFL. Of course, we don't have a cut on the final day, so all 103 anglers were out there slinging at them, dealing, dealing with that. And like you said, public waterway. But what was interesting for me in this conversation, listening to you talk about this, doing the live coverage all three days, six, seven hours a day, I'm seeing where all the guys are fishing, right? Well, you could tell that the locals, which they know the they know the spots, they know what's going down, but yesterday got a lot tougher on the guys because you could tell that locals had been watching live and were on those areas before they got there yesterday morning. A lot of them, especially wow. like the guys over on Griffin and different things that were making longer runs, there were locals everywhere, and you could tell very much like, oh, yeah, well, they watched exactly what went down yesterday, which is kind of a double-edged sword, right, of the live coverage and videos. There's – they're not any secrets anymore. So, I don't know, dude. I, I think y'all let us know in the comments. I know you will. Yeah, I think, so and tell them don't get it twisted. There's a yeah, absolutely. Going fishing. I, I'm, and I'm with it. I love the spectator boats. I interact with my spectator. No boat. doubt about it. I talk to my spectator boats. You know, I'm the guy that's like, this is what makes the sport click. I'm against some people who reach out for help, and and then in turn, yeah. where were your thinking at? Would yeah. you want? Would you want the Bassmasters Elite Series to host a 100-boat tournament when you're having your championship of 20 boats? That's true. Now, think about that. You know, yeah. I'm like, no, you wouldn't. You would want us to respect your waters. So, leads me to this, Luke, and I've, I've talked about this. They said, what do you think college fishing needs? Needs coaches. I and guess where the coaches need to be come from? They need to be paid people who've been in the elites. Yeah. And you know what we're going to teach you? Etiquette. Some of from some boat, some of the boat, elite guys hey, can teach from, etiquette. From the, yeah, well, there's a few. What do you say? Some of them. Some of But you know, like, think about like this. What if Michigan State, when Van Dam decided to put the rods down, if he ever did, whatever he wanted to, what if Michigan State called him and said, hey, we'll pay you yeah, to come man. coach our, our, our college fishing thing? So what could he teach them? The business side of fishing, he could teach them the word hustle. He could teach them to put that iPhone 12 down and quit trying to call Vicky at the cell below them and get them waypoints and put it in that box <laughs> That's right. and turn them hummingbirds on and start idling. Yep. It's called sweat equity. Yep. So you can't replace looking at the screen with punching numbers in the screen. Yep. I don't care how hard you try, you will always be just as good as the help you got. Yeah, man. Now, you will never be a scrambler. You will never be a survivor. A grinder. You you will never be a Greg Hackney grinder where you pull your hat down and sweat rolls down off the end of your nose and you're like, I'm not on shit, but I'm going to make it. Mm -hmm. That's the difference. So I preach that. And like, 
one of the toughest conversations I ever had to have with my nephew because Trey's a good kid and he's tender. But he, I found out one day that he was fishing with a young man and they had pulled in on somebody at gun. And it was one of the toughest conversations I've ever had to have with him. And I said, don't ever let that happen again, son. Ever. I said, you're a young kid and you're messing with grown men. He said, I wasn't driving the boat. I said, I understand that. But he done it. You should have jumped in and started swimming to an island. I said, it's just in the middle of the week. It's not worth doing. No. And I said, when you start doing it now, it gets easier and easier. There's times and places where you're going to have to fish close together. And I said, you'll do it as graceful as you can. But I said, don't just be riding with I said, if the people you want to run with do that, don't be don't associate with Because yeah. Grandpa said, if you walk around in a dog pen, your feet's going to smell like dog shit. And he's still right. So I tell him, separate from that stigma. Don't be that guy. Trey, don't be that guy. He said, well, in the, in the opens, we talked, Luke. He's like, Uncle G, I found a spot. I, I drew out late. What, what, what do I do if I get there? I said, you pull in, and if somebody's there, you turn the key off way before you get to them. And you say, sir, I, I know we both found these fish, and I don't want to get in your way. Do you mind if I fish with you some and around you? And if he says no, you say, fine, I'll be here tomorrow. I said, it's just that simple. Yep. And you'll be surprised by that brief conversation of, sir, do you mind if I fish here with you? You know, most of them don't. But don't pull in like we see people do oh, on TV man. and put their put their hood up. I don't know this hood deal where it, thing, where it <laughs> comes from. But it, everybody's yeah. got hoods on. Yeah, they, they act like they can't see it. Up. Yeah, they act like they, they act like you like, ain't there. You put got my blinders up, on, boy. Hey, it's like it's like when you put that hood up, I become the invisible man. No, you still stay. No, them fists still, still hurt. <laughs> yeah, I'm just looking at them going, that hood don't help It's like a security blanket. <laughs> you know, and I tell them, I said, what? The hardest conversations in life that I've seen, Luke, in my life are man to man. Yeah, for sure. When you have to pull in and handle your business to say, hey, man, this is the best spot I got. You drew out before me today. With all due respect, I don't want to be a prick and get in your way. But I'd love to fish him. And if he said, I don't want you fishing around me, then you can say, sir, that I drew out before you tomorrow. So <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now that no matter what you catch today, I'll be sitting here tomorrow. Yeah. And I said, what you then did, you don't care if he's leading. He knew that morning at 7 a.m. Right, you established it. You, esta you established right. that said, you didn't know about it. You'll be surprised how far that goes. He'll say, well, well, because I don't want to. I don't even really like fishing around people because once they start catching them, I'm not. It just yeah, oh, yeah. It's brutal. It's I'm brutal. Like, I don't want to see no more. It's brutal. like watching your best friend's French kiss your girlfriend <laughs> in junior high. You're like, I, I, I'm not. I'm, 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 yeah, I'm yeah <laughs> you're like, I'm giving this. I, I'm good to just so, leave. <laughs> I see this in the industry. I didn't see it as much maybe when I was younger because I didn't think that much, you know, but I see it more now and it, it bothers me. And I don't know, it, does low budget lie? Do you guys think I'm 100% in the wrong? Or do you think college teams probably should have coaches that teach them business and etiquette? Well, you know, we got Brent, uh, you, you mentioned the Elite Series guys, Brandon Cobb's working with a college now. I thought that was pretty cool. He is working with a, with a small school over in South Carolina. Coaching, I mean, I, I hope that that starts a trend. You know what I mean? I hope I, that that's something. That's we... what I told you, Trey. I said, dude, I, you know, it, 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 if I had time, I would love to work with college. I said, I just don't think they'd want to work with me. Yeah. He said, why? I said, because we've been running wind sprints. I wouldn't care how much you drank <laughs> on Saturday night. I tell you, just like my daddy told me, y'all drink all night. But in the morning before we launch, we're going to do hard yards in the parking lot. See? <laughs> that, you, you play by different rules. You say... You're the guy that teaches them the mentor life lessons that says, hey, guys, 
you're in college and it's supposed to be fun. But you're here representing your college also. Mm-hmm. And yourself. So representing yourself. And yourself. And your mom and dad is invested in you to get here. So I I still sit back and I have a good friend and you know him, Sam Russell. He called me and he said, yeah. yeah, I got something on my mind. I said, what you got, bro? He said, I want to have the biggest high school fishing tournament in the world. I said, I'm listening. He said, I don't think all kids want to go to college. He said, here's where I'm at. He said, I had a kid come to me. He wants to start fishing. And he said, I told him, why don't we do this, do that? And he said, I started looking at, you know, if he goes and does this, we win, they'll put a little money into college for him. And he said, the boy looked at me and said, Zach, I don't want to go to college. And it dawned on him. He said, I got this vision, have a high school tournament and be able to pay $25,000 first place, $20,000 second place, $15,000 third, pay big money. I said, okay, I'm listening. You got my attention. He said, but I want to be able to put it in a trust fund. And when that kid turns 18, he can cash it in. Because he said, what if he wants to be a plumber? And he wants to just go buy that. He wants to go buy uh, plumbing supplies and start to work for his daddy. What if he wants to go to work with with Uncle Luke, you know, building boat parks? He can take that money and pay his entry fees in the open. That's right. You know, my nephew prayed. College wasn't for him. So I do think. I think the generation of high school fishermen is huge. I think we really need to reach out and get in touch with how to set a better boundary for them. Like, where are we at? Are we teaching them the right things about fishing? Are we teaching them conservation? Or are we just teaching them whoever's daddy's got the most money (laughs) goes and gets the most help? Yeah, there's a lot of that goes on. Right, so why not teach the kid a, a, a choice of fishing, knowledge about it, get invested in it, so he can win money that doesn't mean he's going to college. It just means it could be his first three years. I mean, what would it have been worth if a high school kid fished, won the national championship, and they said, okay, here's the deal. We're going to pay Bass. We're going to give you two years of open entry fees. That was your, that's your payout. Yeah. You stuff, I mean, I don't think I told Zach, I said, dude, I don't think it's a bad idea because I truly think there's a lot of kids in high school that are never going to play sports. They don't fit in with everybody. They're still great people. Their passion is just fishing. That's right. So let's don't lose him between 12th grade and college. It's like when you come out of high school, if you don't go to college, if you'll watch, you just kind of forgot about him fishing. All the hype's on college. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not so sure that there ain't a bunch of young guys working at tackle stores that have the same dream. They just got a rougher road to get there. Yeah a harder road or don't have the same opportunities, you know, and, and it's, it's crazy. And look, I'm not begrudging anybody. Lord knows I, I, I was fortunate to have a dad that, that helped me a lot in life and, and taught me a lot of things and, and a mom and dad that supported me. But, uh, through those years, man, and, and even, even though I was working and, and when things would get hard, they definitely helped me out. But I was at a college tournament down on Pickwick uh, I was actually just out fishing on one of their practice days. Didn't even realize the thing was going on until I got down there. And I was like, oh, this is an epic fail because there were like 300 boats running around, you know. But the difference in you pull up at the ramp, dude, and these kids got one guy driving a uh, jacked-up F-250 worth 80 grand, right, that looks like, you know, every tour and pro's truck, rod, tubes, a whole nine, pulling a brand-new Phoenix, you know, worth 90 grand, 15 graphs on it. And then you got a boy pulling up with a 1979 Astro Glass, you know, and it's like the the difference in 
and that alone is kind of, I think, is intimidating is what I'm getting at for some kids, right? And it's the same way in high school. Almost to be embarrassing. Yeah. You know, yeah, you know I, I'm yeah. thinking as a high school kid, you see you that know, a lot now if I was trying to high school fish, all I had was aluminum boat <laughs> had a 9.9 on it. Yeah. How embarrassed would I have been to have to right. pick with and see all that? I'm like, yeah. So let's go. And there's nothing don't. against it, dude. If you are successful no, no. enough to do that, I'm not hey, that guy. I'm proud I, for I'm you. Got it, flown it, roll on. Yes, million percent. I just don't want to lose that kid. Yes. That's a little bit too embarrassed or intimidated to say, I don't have that. And but I don't want to say, son, we want to bridge that gap. And, and I don't want to lose the kid. And I talk to a lot of our high school kids here. We've had some situations with kids here, uh, a, a couple in particular on the high school team that without a doubt, like daddy's paid for help, right, to win some big tournaments and things. And the other kids on the high school team, and this was like very like controversial stuff, right? And this in the high right. school stuff around here. And some of the other ones that just they just love to fish, man. They just love to fish. And they were frustrated because they were going out fishing their hardest but getting their brains beat out by these guys that were hiring guides. Everywhere they went, best help. And they were beating them every time. They're like, Luke, I, I just I don't know if I want to do this anymore. That's what I don't want to lose by that that kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to lose the kid that he might not have that same opportunity to go fishing with that guy, but he loves bass fishing like I love bass fishing. I don't want him to right. lose that passion because he fished tournaments. And, and you know what I tell every one of them? Hey, man, you don't have to fish tournaments to love bass fishing. So I tell them, if right. you don't like the way the tournament thing is going, just go bass fishing. Love fishing because you love fishing, not because you yeah. think you're going to make money at it. I, did you think when you first start, caught your first bass, Daryl Swindle, that, man, I'm going to be sitting on top of the world one of these days winning AOI? No. You caught your first. No. The bobber went down. You got fired up. Now, did that competitive? You were always, you know, super competitive. It, 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 it feels a fun. Yes. Fun. And I try to tell people, go fishing because you love it. Yes, fish because don't, you don't, love Don't it. go fishing because you're trying to get likes on Instagram. Yes. Don't go because you're trying to be a YouTuber. When you're going fishing because you love it, you're dead now. That's right. No matter if you're in a John boat or $100,000 boat because you become you become an anger that's hard to deal with because everything you've learned, you learn on your own. It's very valuable. Yeah. You don't forget it. So there's there's a lot of value in that. No doubt. So I'm telling the low-budget livers, please, before you hit all caps, <laughs> I love everybody. I would just like to see more structure in it as mentoring from that age group to the next level. And it can be that simple. That could be all it takes. It's, it's, all, it's all it takes. It's a, a little stricter guideline from the way up from, hey, you can't pay to get guides. Yeah. You can't, you can't do this. A few more structural rules. So when that kid leaves that, and here, here's, my, here, here's the thought process. On, I'll leave you with this thought. When you play little league ball, and then you go to Little League All-Stars, and then you go to Little League World Series. You play by the same rules the whole time, man. <laughs> guess what? When you get to college, it's the exact same rules. Yep. And guess what? The only thing changes in the pros is you got to hit with a wooden bat and get paid a lot of money. Sometimes do steroids, but that's cool, rule. too. 
Yeah, well, I'm in the gym trying to jack him out of the park. That's why my daddy always told me, if them boys didn't take no steroids, they wouldn't have beat Mickey Mantle's home run record. Let me tell you something, Dave. All steroids does is make it from a 420-foot home run to a 485-foot home run. It makes the fans stand up. Dude's going to hit it over. He's going to hit steroids it over anyway. Steroids don't make yeah. your hands and eye coordination any better. Yeah, that's you right. Know? McGuire was going to knock the seams off of it regardless. Regardless. It just makes it, instead of it just barely being over, it's the people in the upper deck callers. Yeah. You know, so I think the base guideline, and I think that's something we have to look at. You and I standpoint is permanent is trying to figure out, we always say, let's give back. Let's get people involved in fishing. I 100% agree. That's that's what I want to do. I, want to give, I constantly try to give back. But I also would like to give back great advice, structure, and mentor on how to be a better fisherman, but a better person on the water. Be, be more to Mother Nature. Take care of your resources. I don't think we teach enough of that. No. I think we teach flashy jerseys, <laughs> trophies. Big cardboard checks. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm thinking there's more to fishing than just, you know, it's a, it's a lifestyle. It's a commitment that I want you to hand down to your children. Yep. You know, and I, I think maybe as professionals, we drop the ball. Maybe a lot, maybe a lot of this relies on us. But, you, you know, one thing you notice, it's never talked about. Yeah. It's taboo to say anything. And I'm like, why? You know why we, it's taboo to say ever- anything? In my opinion? Before, before, and I know, I know that you said I'm gonna end on this. But I'm gonna say this, and you, you're, we may get shot over the statement. <laughs> but the reason that it's not, it's taboo to say anything, is because the industry as a whole, the industry as a whole, they're selling stuff to them high school and college anglers, and they ain't gonna ruffle no feathers, dude. They brought a bunch more customers in, their mamas and their daddies, and that's why the industry's like, oh shit, I don't care that they run over people and they do what they want to do. That's why it's that's why it takes a guy like you that's a veteran guy to speak up for change in that situation. And just say, let's let's work to be better because yeah. it, it, I, I, t- I told my nephew this over and over. I said, Trey, no matter what somebody does through high school and even the next level, you can't replace raw talent no. when you get to the no. big leagues. No. You can't. In anything. There's a time and place where money runs out. That's right. And then all of a sudden you find you on the edge of a cliff. Yep. And the only thing to get you down it's damn worth it, grit, grind, That's right. and talent. So you can't phone a friend for that. <laughs> can't text you, a buddy. You can work. You know, why, why is a great college quarterback great? Because he's been training since he was in the sixth grade. He just yeah. didn't get to college and say, I'm going to go and throw some BBs. No, <laughs> he's trained his whole life to be left on that cliff. I just think sometimes the training process is something I wish we could focus on. And I would be love to to hear comments and see oh, for what sure. people, the low-budget livers say, hey, man, maybe we can do this. Maybe we push, you know, for, for, for more structural deal leading our guys from high school to college, college to the opens, opens to the elites, or FLW, whatever tour you choose in life. Set the structure up so that when you get there, you are properly prepared to compete at the highest level and be the person that you can be to make money. Yep, to do that for a living. Yeah, to make that your life. I want you to succeed because that's what makes the sport grow. That's right. 
you know, that's it. So, I, I, and I hope we didn't offend anybody. This, this is just oh, we never things don't that I see offending somebody. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I, I tell them, I'm like, you know, I don't really want to go out and offend nobody, but it's like that lady at the no, airport. Man. I'm like, 49 and 51 is that different? 51 and 49. Sometimes just it's just like, simple math, baby. I mean, sometimes so it's just simple maybe it's math. on us. I guess I will see you. At the basketball, you will. Classic. You'll be doing low budget live. We'll be doing live, live, yeah. And June all the low budget live listeners and lovers, remember I told you this. <laughs> I didn't make the classic. So you ain't got to ask me what I talked about. <laughs> I got my ass kicked last year. Got my ass kicked. You don't have to walk up to him and say, hey, G, what happened? Why ain't you out there? Or did you break down today? I was, I was 54th <laughs> in the points, and they wouldn't let a brother sneak in the back door. <laughs> I didn't take care of business last year like I should have taken care of business. You said, I can't call I a buddy. Home. <laughs> I got sent home in the loser's bracket because <laughs> I didn't take care of business. Now, I'll be there to shake hands, kiss babies, and talk with masks on, but I didn't make it. But I'm looking forward to being there. going to be working for my sponsor. It's going to be out meeting and greeting. And I, I may try to sneak back on Low Budget Live. I don't oh, know. listen, live, live. We're going to stream it. Last year, if you remember, Swindle, we knocked over a whiskey on my laptop before we ever hit record. We did that. Not all forget, though. Mine and the gay showed it the whole place. Like, I'm like, well, that's that will not happen this year. I promise. I will safeguard God, that. You think that we can do a low budget line from the men's restroom in the Coliseum with you in one commode and me in the other just sitting in there? Nothing night, nothing showing but our feet and some dude whites on the floor. And hey, dude wives, going. come on, dude wives, Ho- holler at your boy, holler at your boy, we can make it we'll happen. Be in there, we'll be in there, we on the hot seat, we on the hot seat, not the one that the boys wish to win the classics on, we on the hot seat. Dude, dude wives, right now, this is the dude wives hot seat hotline on LBL, I like that, you just gave me an idea, Kylie, I got, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put together a resume. Yeah, hey. Why not, dude? Dude, Come on, dude the wife. world over. So they are. Them boys have got funny. race cars. They got everything. Yeah. People's like, man, I can't believe that people would pay to have a clean honey. I'm like, I can't believe that you wouldn't. I mean, if you I can't believe you gross. Driving, <laughs> right. I mean, you see people driving aggressive in the highway and angry in the airport. They got a dirty booty. That's all. One dollar make them holler, clean up the backyard. Shoot, you smiling. You see happy people. Got a booty clean. <laughs> That's Maintenance I mean, wipes all day long. Maintenance wipes, son. You, if you, hey, and after 50, when you sneeze, you check more than one in. I mean, it's just life. you just like, well, let, oh, hey, 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 I'm good, I'm good. People, I mean, 50 brings on an own new meaning when you get to be 50. I mean, your knees are stiffer. You don't need anything. Your knees stiff, you can't get up. You're walking around and like, gee, you stole up? No, I'm just old. I'm just, it's just, just, it is what it is at this point. I have people talk about yeah. the white in my beard. I, I'm, I'm 38 years old, but my beard is is 50, you know. And I say, guess well, I, guess what? Yeah, I'm, I'm getting old. It's all right. I know it's got white all in it. Yeah, I, I mean, if I don't, because somebody said you color your beard, I said, Lord, yeah, but didn't be white. I said I'm 50, but my beard's 105. That's how that. I said working overtime. Yeah, that's I mean, right. That's you know, right. you get snow up there. So <laughs> I'll look forward to seeing Hell you. Hell yeah, buddy. I'm looking forward to it. You and, and Lulu. Low budget livers. And y'all, honestly, guys on low budget, y'all give us your thoughts on this. Yeah, give they us. will. Because Luke and I have these conversations way out just by ourselves sometimes to wonder what it, what is the answer? What, are we totally wrong for being a little old school? Are you supposed to do this? I, I'm up for suggestions. Yeah, me too. 
for sure. Because I am old school on a lot of things, you know, <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> and I'm a crotchety old bastard too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Darius tries to make At me times. soft all the time. He just can't soften me up. Darius like sugar salt. He's soft. He just <laughs> oh, he's selling tea. Out there shaving his like damn arms. <laughs> yeah, just just crack rock tea. There, y'all get some y'all sweet tea, and people just line up for miles around buying tea. And I'm like, really? I wish I had pretty hair. <laughs> That ship sailed for me and you both, big guy. <laughs> son, that ship's gone. Son. It left the port. He's gone. You got it. All right, G. You I appreciate you, Bubba. Thanks for having me on, Thank brother. you, dude. I'll see you, I'll I'll see see you down you. there at Texas. Fort Worth bound. See you, buddy. See you, man. See you. G-May. Gerald. Swindle. <laughs> Whoo, boy. Listen, I'm going to start doing a segment called The Swindle Sermon. The Swindle Sermon, because that was the Swindle Sermon right there. We went for an hour hard in the paint, and uh, Gerald has a saying. He says, mad redneck is hard to guard, and I and I, I completely agree with that. No, I, I think, you know, and we jumped around a lot of things, guys. There's just a lot there, – there's a lot of good in the sport of fishing, and then there's some there's some character traits with, with whether it's people or, or, you know, that are fishing professionally or some of the up-and-coming guys that – Things that just, man, that we need to get a hold of at some point, or it's going to just, we look like, we look like, I don't know, we look bad to the to outside folks seeing us act like that. I think we're not, we're not courteous enough sometimes. We're, we're, we have an arrogance about us on the water sometimes. And uh, I don't know, man, I, I just, that's a, that's a real concern, especially I see that like with my boys a lot of things. That's where Gerald and I have a lot of these conversations talking about, you know, my boys and, and uh, what they're getting into and fishing and and then some you know friends of mine that that uh, their kids are in high school events and then and then I got a lot of a lot of college uh, guys that that uh, you know keep up with the low life that I talk to about these problems and things out there so good stuff from G man appreciate him coming on something I kept trying to get him to go into. I wanted to talk about are these fake pages, and I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this just because I've talked about it a bunch, and I just feel like it's nonsense. There's a lot of these fake pages out there on Instagram make memes about MLF mainly, and and dude, and a lot of people think, oh man, well, you're probably a fan of that, right? You're a fan of that. Well, I'm not. I'm not a fan of that, and the reason I'm not a fan of that is because I sit right here and talk into this microphone and into that camera with my face. I tell you, you know what I think about whatever's going on in fishing. So I think you're a freaking coward if you have to make, because you're scared of actually being who you are, to make, you know, these these fake pages and go at people. And some of them are just insane, the stuff they put up there, and they wouldn't do it, you know. And, and the sad thing is, uh, there's a couple right now that I do feel like I know who they are or who they associate with. And, and if the people that are behind them made these posts publicly, they'd be ran out of the industry. So it's just, it's funny. It's just funny to me. And so they cower behind these, these things and, and, uh, and, and go after a lot of things. I actually, I saw traits out Dane, uh, her and Chris repeatedly get accused of being one of the fake accounts on uh, Instagram. And I saw her make a post earlier today that, you know, on the MLF side of things, they've made a fake one to kind of go back. It's just silly, man. I, I, I'll i be honest with you. Like, I don't have time. Y'all know I, I I keep a pretty pretty hectic schedule in life. I don't have time 
uh, to be in the middle of all that. Some of those fake pages will tag me, try to get me involved in stuff a lot because I'm, I'm opinionated. I'm just like, I, I truly could care less that you exist on planet Earth. Like, this is just stupid. Jesus Christ, put your energy into something, I don't know, uh, like good in life. Um, just always so damn negative. But uh, I appreciate each and every one of you, man. I I, I really, really appreciate G coming on. Hope y'all, hopefully y'all stuck with us. We went long there, but uh, good stuff from the G-Man headed into Classic Week. Make sure if you're going to be in Fort Worth to come and join us. You heard that right there. I think he's going to make a cameo there at the uh, Low Budget Live, 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 Live at the Library Bar in Fort Worth. It's a cool place, man. It's going to be a good night. I talked to those folks. They've been, they're going to be a kind, kind host to us out there, to us low lifers. So they're looking forward to it. Been been talking to, to the staff out there uh, today, as a matter of fact. And it's going to be a good event. Also, don't forget, if you're at that expo, come by and say hi. The Express booth, 1 p.m., June the 12th. I'll be in the Express booth in and out a lot during the week as well. I'll be at the TH Marine booth a lot. I'll be at the Garmin booth just roaming around. Me, stupid, dumb Darian. You know, the whole squad will be out there. Big C, it's going to be a good time. It's going to be a good week. Look forward to catching up with you. Low Lifers, it's always great to meet y'all. I met several of y'all in Florida down at the MPFL uh, down there. And uh, before we get out of here, I got to say a huge congrats to John Hookup Soakup one more time, MPFL, uh, two-time champ, two out of three, ain't bad, John Boy, uh, in that express boat. Going to have him on LBL live, live at the Classic in the express booth along with Caleb Summerall and Jason Christie, maybe a couple other sneaky little guests in there as well. So going to be a good time, guys. Going to be giving away free swag in the booth, so get out. And uh, come see us in Fort Worth if you're close. All right. Appreciate each and every one of you. Going to take you out with Bluxy Blues. Oh, wait. Also, new music coming this week. You just wait and see. Me and good old Shannon Wheeler. We're fixing to throw something out there into the world. Y'all going to like it, I hope. And uh, I'll, I'll be posting about that when it goes out to the world on iTunes, Spotify, and all that good stuff. All right. Thanks, y'all. Be sure to hug your mama. I'll see y'all at the Bass Master Classic. Spanish moss and Civil War ghosts. Well, I'm going to leave them in the past. Any direction, Lord, I'll be fine. It don't matter east or west. North, south, wherever the wind blows. I'm leaving those burdens in rest. This highway does not know my name and I don't care no I don't care heading my way for another place and I got three good tires and a spare just a white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi with just enough gas to get there want to succeed you want to fish you want to be one of the greatest tune in to west marines life on the water presented by costa custom boats every saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m eastern on waypoint tv 
Spend your Saturdays with life on the water. Join Captain Brandon Simmons for fishing, diving, travel, and so much more. You want to succeed. You want to fish. You want to be one of the greatest. Oh, look at that thing, dude. Wow. Oh. <laughs> Let's see what kind of trouble we can get into today. Don't miss Life on the Water every Saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. <laughs> the destination for outdoor entertainment.